Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our revival-seeking youth services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. For you to secure your destiny, there are two aspects. We have the do's of destiny, which are the deeds. These things you have to do. You have to do. So, um, what are the deeds again? Your doctrine. Your doctrine means that you actively have to educate yourself spiritually. Educate yourself spiritually. So it becomes important. A, a, it becomes a personal venture. Take responsibility to make sure you are spiritually getting well fed or you are spiritually getting very educated. What listen to what it doesn't mean. It does not mean just read any book or listen to any preaching because it might end up costing you a lot. So, just that you have to give yourself to doctrine. And then, these are do's. And then number two, what's the second D? Diligence. Apply yourself. Diligence is applying yourself. Putting in effort. And maintaining it. Putting in effort. So, you... Opposite, opposite of diligence is lazy. Today in Proverbs chapter 6, it says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms, the hands to sleep, and your poverty will come at you like an arm robber. It comes on our way. By the time you realize you have just finished when you are poor, how did I become poor? You're sleeping. So, diligence. Do you know why people fail exam? Lack of diligence. Lack of diligence. And there are some schools that don't instill diligence into you. Go right from year one. The assignments are like you are free to do. You know? Lazy approach to life. So, diligence. And then, discipline. You know what your problem is? Discipline. People don't know, but you know. Discipline. So, um, in little things sometimes, it's not even big things, little things, like the time you wake up, like when to stop eating. When, what not to eat. So discipline, and so you have to do discipline. That one, all of us, you might think that you are the only one because everyone has some place to, a place in your, an area in your life you have to work on. Especially if you're a student and you're not disciplined, you will fail. You have to be disciplined to know where you pause. You've watched the first movie. You are watching another one. Yeah. Come on. Pause. Pause it. Pull the plug. 
Video game, play, video game, play, play, play. Can't you see the time? Yeah. There are some places you shouldn't go because you won't be able to come back unscathed. It doesn't matter your intentions, please. You keep pampering yourself with your intentions. But your lack of strength, lack of discipline is letting you down. So you are massaging your ego with your intentions. I have good intentions. But actually, things are falling apart. Particularly education. Your Bible reading. Read your Bible. How do you do that? Make, make time for You can plan your time. Timetable. That this is the time for reading. Other than that, you won't do it. And you, every time you feel bad about yourself, oh, why am I letting myself down? Yes, you have to be intentional about some things. Discipline. Somebody say discipline. Most people fail in life because of lack of discipline. Today's reading, he said, go to the ant. Use, can you imagine? He said, use sluggard. Sluggard is lazy person. He said, use sluggard. Go and learn from the ant. He doesn't have a pastor. Does he have a supervisor? Yet it's able to see. Go to the ant. You sluggard. Consider the ways of the ant and be wise. Learn from the ant. And what is the ways of the ant? He doesn't have any, which having no captain, overseer, ruler, pastor, instructor, teacher. No. But able to know when it is summer to gather their food and get ready for winter. So winter comes, you will see them out. They have a lot they are eating. Because they, they dig their harvest in summer. There's a scripture which talks about how a shameful son sleeps during harvest. When it's time for harvest, you are still sleeping. He said you bring shame to your father. When others are working, yeah, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 5. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. He didn't mention demons here. It's not demon. You, it's your sleeping. When it's time for harvest, you are still sleeping. When it's time to do things that make people excel, you are sleeping. You have to have a sense of agency in life. Sense of agency. You are busy. Some of you have too much time. That's why you're able to spend all that time online. Spend so much time on the phone with vain, you know, vain conversations and interactions. You have too much time. You must make yourself so busy. You don't have time for a lot of things. Yeah. Occupy yourself. If you don't occupy yourself or plan your time, people will plan their time and put you in their own. I mean, occupy yourself. If you are not in the library, you are in church. If you are not in church, you are resting. And you don't oversleep, you wake up, occupy yourself, especially those on campus. You have to always occupy yourself so you don't have time to laze about, sit down and chat with everybody. <laughs> no, you are too busy in life. And find something doing. Do outreach. They call someone calls you, did you see what the lady says? Oh, sorry, I'm, I know. Can, can I call you back? I'm reading my Bible. I'll call you back. Busy. You are not coming to talk to me about people. I'm not interested. Let me do what is important. Hmm. What's the next day? 
Determination. You have to be determined. You have to have a sense of determination that nothing can stop you. That's it. When you fall, get up again. Fall, get up again. Fall seven times, rise seven times. You you learn how to let sleeping dogs lie or learn how to bury the past and keep going. Some of us, every time you are mourning over something that has happened in the past, every time you are mourning and mourning and mourning, if my father has not died, if my father, but now that he's dead, what are you going to do with now? Stop living in the past. And you have to be, watch this, you have to be determined to do well. You need a sense of determination. Some of you want to be preachers, but you don't have strong enough determination. You want to be a great man of God, you don't have to be. That's why some of you want to be a man of God, but the way you like girls, I, I fear for you. This your man of God career, it won't come to pass. Because you like girls too much. You like girls. You like girls. Every girl you like. You, are, you, you find them too good. You like their company, you like talking to them, and you're so attracted to them, and you can tell you are weak towards girls. I, I'm concerned about this, your desire to be a man of God. Wow. You must have a deter- watch this. You must have a determination that this thing you won't go there again. Yes. You must, if it has to, you, whatever you do, pray fast, take steps, take wild actions. That, that's determination at, at play. You have to be determined that this exam you write it once. Yes. 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 And then you begin to engage in what will make you write it worse. So you have to be determined. Some of you must be determined that I will walk with God till he starts. That's that's my key. The secret I had years, years ago, I was so determined that God must use me. He must use me big. It was one of my overriding desires in my life. My driving passion that God must use me. God, I must be great. I must be. Up to now, I still pray and desire that I want to be one of the finest teachers in the world. God, I desire. Because of that, because of that, when others are partying, I have to be studying. When others are listening to music, I have to be listening to preaching. Because there are a lot of other great teachers. I have to be exposed to all of them and gather their wisdom, their insights. Much of the things I say, not everything comes from me originally. It's of years of receiving, you know, steady. Let's say they are quoted something very powerful that God, if God is your father, the church must be your mother. Yeah. It's not it's from Martin Luther. Wow. You, you, you just, you have, you are determined that you have to be a great preacher. Yeah. But that, that, the great preacher and teacher is not as moving from my heart as I just want to the anointing of God to be so mighty upon my life. Anointing. Anointing that speaks. It's undeniable. It's all notable. You can't argue against it that no one can do these things except God be with him. It's manifesting clearly in your life. That doesn't come because you slept, you woke up gifted. No. There must be a determination. So in, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, he said, if anybody desires the office of a bishop, when you desire, you must desire it. He said, faithful, if a man desires, of a office, desires the office of a bishop, bishop is like a leader of the church, you have to desire it. Don't say, oh, me, God hasn't called me. Desire it. Don't wait.
fight for your cause. Start desiring it. Because one thing I know about Philippians chapter 2, it says that for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his pleasure. So then that desire you are developing, actually, God was working behind the scene. He said, when you delight yourself in the, in the Lord, in Psalm 34, he said, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Most people think the things I want, he will give me. I, I choose to, the other way around. Delight thyself in the Lord. And what happens? He will give that the desire that came to you, God gave it to you. The way you like being in church, the way you like serving in church, you like being around church that you have started desiring to want to marry a pastor. Wow. Where did that desire come from? God inspired it in your heart. He gave you that those desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. So you must be de- Determined. There must be. Listen, nobody wins in life without determination. So in, in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, talks about verse 2, talks about, talking about Jesus. He said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the furniture of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him. So there was something set before him, he endured the cross. Say endure. Say endure. Endure the cross. Jesus Christ, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. People were laughing at him, but he despised the shame. He despised the shame because there's this. He see, he saw a church ahead. Wow. A church ahead. You know, you know, it says that they, yesterday I quoted the scripture, first Peter chapter one, verse eleven, when they inquired about when the spirit of God showed them about the sufferings of Christ and the glories that should follow. So Whilst Christ was suffering, do you know why he was able to suffer? He kept his eyes on the glory that should follow. Mm-hmm. You're just only looking at the current situation. Forget about it. They will pass. What is ahead? The glories that should follow. So who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross? You, have, you need some determination. You must be determined. Be determined to marry and get it right. Yes. Yes. Be determined that you will not fail in marriage. Amen. I know your family, things, negative things have happened. Happened to your mom. Happened to your dad. But you got to determine that what you went through, you will never let your children go through. It's a determination that calls for a certain price to be paid. So when you are paying the price, people will ask, but why are you doing that? Don't worry, you are working on something for destiny. You need determination in life. You can't say, I'm hard hard working. You must be determined to achieve something, accomplish something. Some of you must be determined that you are going to have one of the most successful businesses in our times. Have a determination. Don't just coast in life, whatever happened, happened. No! No, be determined that you are going to change the course of your destiny. Some of you, the amount, the, the kind of poverty your family has suffered with, you must be determined that oh, this thing will not be repeated in my life. You, you have to be, you must be determined that I'm going to lift my family out of poverty. You must have a determination. Most, most of people who said it cannot be done get distracted by those who get it done. Always someone will tell you it cannot be done. There is always 
when someone will say, this cannot be done. This cannot, you must use determination. What they say cannot be done. You must use determination. And believe in God. And press on. Determination. What's the, what number is that D? Number five D. Huh? Discipleship. Another word for discipleship is mentorship. <laughs> who are you accountable to? Who has so much authority in your life who can tell you no? Even though you're so bent on doing it. Someone can tell you no and you comply. And it's like you, you think no, no, no you should, this is what you should do. But someone important in your life is saying no. And because of that, you won't do it. That's what we call mentorship. Somebody went to um, a great man of God in another country. Very great man of God, popular, big. A guy went, a certain pastor went to him. And he said, sir, he traveled to that nation and he sought audience. And he managed to find audience, have audience with the pastor. And he went to tell the pastor, I want you to mentor me. And he, the pastor said, the great man of God said, you are in the United Kingdom. It's very far from my country. But I have a, a, a friend there. He's very close to me. He thinks the way I think. We do almost. I think if he mentors you. His name is David M.G. Do you know? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know David M.G. Let's go to him. And he'll mentor you. So a week after or two weeks after when the guy has left and come back or something like that, I was talking to my, the great man of God in the other nation. And he said, someone came in to me, his name, he, he mentioned his name. I said, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He said, he came to me to mentor him. But I told him that I'm in Nigeria, so it would be better go to David M.G. to mentor you. Have you heard from him? Up to now, this is about five years ago. So now, I've never heard from the guy. No, no, but what he didn't realize is he went for mentorship. The first instruction, he didn't obey it. He didn't obey it. Because the instruction is not what he wanted. But if you are being mentored, then you follow the instructions of your mentor. So it's not even about me. It's about his, his unwillingness to take orders. So those of you who are not used to taking instructions, I really feel sorry for your future. I'll come back to discipleship and mentorship because it's in my next point, the other points I'm going to give you. So uh, that's the, uh, discipleship, right? The next D. Dedication. Dedication. You are so dedicated to what you are doing. Ladies, when someone says that I want to marry you, check their level of dedication to the things of God. Dedication tells a lot about your character. Most people, what they call dedication is interest. They are doing things based on their own personal interests, not dedication. Dedication is to a cause. A cause, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, this is a cause that we st I stand for. And I'm, sta I'm, I'm, I'm staying through, my, keeping my commitments through. People who leave church easily, most of it has to do with lack of dedication. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I put it to you and challenge you, prove your dedication. Wow. If it's not in this church, let it be somewhere then. But prove your dedication. Wake up early. You are going to serve without pay. That shows your dedication. Look at your mom. The things she kept doing for you without you paying her anything. I'm not 
amount of dishes she will cook for you and even just wash the simple plates, you won't do it. And yet, she will still do it for you. She will still do it for you. That's what we're talking about, dedication. It's like you're you are not getting anything immediately from it, but because of your course, it's a wow. sense of responsibility. Dedication. Wow. Someone say dedication. Dedication. Joining a choir, the choir, joining the ushers, joining a department is actually testing your dedication. Yeah, it's, te it's, tell it's telling us a bit more about you. Your sense of dedication and commitment. Those are the signs of greatness. Paved stones of dedication. You are working on dedication. By the time you realize you have arrived in greatness. Some people want the greatness. And it's okay, is it the price? What can I do? Okay, let me try it. And let me, it's the greatness. They eye greatness before, and then so they want to pay a price for greatness. But when they are paying the price because this is what is motivating them. Some other person is also, I can't be bothered whether it's greatness or not. I just want to be faithful and serve. Then greatness just rather follows those who are dedicated. Jesus said, except a grain of wheat fall to the ground and died. John dies. John chapter 12, verse 24. Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. You are not dead yet. You are too alive. That's why you react so quickly. Jesus, this is Jesus. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat falls to the, into the ground and dies. Some of us fall, but we don't want to die. He said, I'm down, but I'm watching what you are doing. I'm smart, man. I'm smart, man. Why are you giving me instruction like that? Simple, usher is giving you simple seats. You are arguing with an usher. You go into a, 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 an... Uh, or a function hall, or people are, and somebody is given with the responsibility of arranging people. They are showing you where to sit. He said, No, I want to sit at the edge. They said, Oh, no, you have, you have to go inside. No, 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 no. And you begin to challenge them nonchalantly, with impudence, unashamedly, unconscionably. In church? Somebody who has been given responsibility to keep order. Oh, you've got a long way to go. Life is full of instructions. Life is full of instructions. All right, let's move to the next point because the way some of you are looking at me. <laughs> What's the next point? Eh? Oh, Destiny Company. Who is underwriting your journey? The insurance of your journey. There are some people, yesterday, you know, I was showing a scripture and I left it halfway in Genesis chapter 30 from verse 27. Jacob said, Laban said to Jacob, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Laban said, please don't leave me. Please stay. If I found favor in your, your eyes. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed, blessed me for your sake. Hey. So God can bless people for some people's sake. Mind your company. If that is true, then the other one is also true. Satan can curse people because of who you are working with. Yeah. God uses people to change your story. Satan also uses people to change your story negatively. Okay. The foundations of destiny. So I have in my notes to, you have to secure destiny. So if you want to secure destiny, I'm talking about securing destiny. 
number two, two things to do to secure destiny. The do's of destiny and the eight pillars of destiny. So I've just spoken about the D's, the do's of destiny. D-O, do. Do this, do this. Now, now I'm coming to talk about the pillars of destiny. These two group sets of stuff you have to know. When you are rising, there are some things that must be in your life and they will guarantee a certain safe passage. Safe passage. Because these are unseen things. Listen, yesterday we found out in the book of Proverbs that when you follow instructions, it can give you long life and length of days. So then, some people die prematurely because they didn't follow some instructions. Uh, So that means that people who die prematurely, they could have lived longer. Oh, but, but, Pastor, what you're saying, because this one, he was just walking in town, some people were fixing scaffolding, and it fell on him. They took him to hospital, he died. What wrong has he done? What, oh, you, see, you, you are looking at it from the surface. My, my Bible says that long life is attached to certain principles. So the fact that you died early means that some principles didn't cover you. Because if it says long life, that I don't have to know what killed you. It might be an accidental death, a medical error, something, maybe innocence. But the, the principle of long life didn't work for you. Say, no. so honor your mother and father that it might be well with you and you might live long on the earth. Now, if you are keeping that, if you are doing that, you should enjoy some well-being. If you have a good relation with your mother and your dad, you are honoring your mother, not a good way, but you are honoring your mother, you honor, and you honor your father, then certain mishaps shouldn't easily be found around you. At your age, yeah, the doctor said we have seen a big cancer. Where is this coming from? Then for the next three years of your life, hospital upon hospital, hospital upon hospital, you are so sick, you are so well, things are not going. Anytime you're about to write an exam, you fall so sick, they have to rush you, they have to hospitalize you, and then when you come back, exam is finished, you have to repeat a year. Why, what is, what, where is this, where is this thing coming from? Why is this thing But people think, oh, but it's just life. Hey, it's not just life. They are, they are unseen elements, which you must learn how to trigger to guarantee your safe passage. Since you started coming to this church, have you ever heard a pastor was sick, couldn't come to church? Not even during the coronavirus. I was, I was streaming every week. Every week you see me streaming. Every week. No, wait, 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 don't clap. I'm just drawing attention that some things don't just happen. Some things don't just happen. There are some things when you engage yourself in, you change the spiritual mood or the environment, the spiritual climate that's governing your life. You won't know this if you are not told. So you are busy condemning your father, busy condemning your mother, or busy following your father to condemn your mother, following your mother to condemn your father. You have the audacity to look at your father's face and say, You're a stupid man. I hate you. I hate you. And your father said, Me? Is this how you're talking to me? Yes, I hate you. Well, what would you do? What would you do? Oh, come on. Come on. My goodness. This guy has hurt his destiny. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. He might not be able to hurt you, but you have changed the game. 
something is working against you. It's like an unseen hurricane. It's over you. It's working against you. When good things are coming, it blows it away. Don't take safety in life for granted. What do I mean by safety? Safe passage. Safe passage. You finish your course. This is happening. Things are happening. Now you are rising. Don't think it just happens because of an entitlement. So what are some of the things to do to guarantee that you are safe? As you rise, because some of you are gifted, but I fear less you won't rise. I fear less some mishap might happen and it will set everything back. Haven't you heard of stories of people who were just at the junction of their prime, something happened and it's like everything is gone. Yeah. But life doesn't happen because you want it to be well. Things happen because of what people are doing. And that's why I want to talk to you about the pillars, the foundation of destiny. Number one pillar of destiny, quickly, is love for God. Love for, listen, when you love God, things will work for you. Amen. Yeah. When you love God, life will respond positively to you. He said all things work for good to those that love. Oh, come on, I feel like preaching. All things work. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. All things work together for good. Not to everybody. Please. Read it in the context. Things are not meant to work for everybody. All things mean bad things, good things. They are just working together. To some people, it's pulling them down. But you, it's working for you. So all things work together. They are working together. They team up. Bad, nice, ugly. They are teaming up. So when people think you should be crying, you are just loving God, and God is using that to work for you. So, so see, you are you. He's studying. You are also studying. You are writing as We are all passing, but not all of you will shine the way the same way. You get into trouble. It gets into trouble. But one goes down and never comes up. And you, it looks like you have never been in trouble. Why? Because all things are working together for you. So it says that all things work. So number one, love for God. Jesus said, do you love me? He's he's still asking this question every day. Do you love me? 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 First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, he says that no eye has seen, no ear heard. Neither has he entered the heart of any man. What God has prepared for those who love him. Really, God has prepared something special for those who love him and no one knows about it. Doesn't even enter the heart of anyone to do it for you, but God has prepared it for you. You see, your love for God is a major determining factor in in what God can do for you. Demonstrate your love. Show God that God, I love you. I love you. When it comes to doing his work, that's when we can tell how much you love God. When it comes to giving to his, for his cause, that's when you can tell how much you love him. When it comes to helping others in the church, that's when we can tell how much. Doing anything that builds the church, that builds the work of God, it's, it's a demonstration. Not only when it's, show your power, then you are singing. No, uh, 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 I will love, worship you forever, love you. You just like the song. It's not, you are not really love. Because you actually don't talk to the usher. Senior will worship you forever, love you forever, because this God is good. Look at that usher. I will worship you forever. You, 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 you. Do you love God? When you love God, things will work for you. Don't forget what I'm saying. Love for God. Number two is faith in God. 
A man of faith will never sink in life. Jesus said, why did you doubt? He said, if it is you, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And he started walking on the water. Matthew chapter 14. But somewhere along the line, he feared. And he started sinking. And he cried out, Jesus, save me. And Jesus held him up. He said, why did you doubt? Oh, ye of little faith. Uh, oh, so what made him walk on the water was faith? Yeah, how can you sink when your faith is in place? You don't sink in life. You don't sink in, I'm telling you something. You don't sink in life. Bible said by, the, by, by faith, they quenched the violence of our Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, 33, 34. By faith, they stopped the mouth of lions, not by skill. He didn't say by karate skills. They escaped the edge of sword. No, they didn't need that. They didn't go to, for karate lessons. It wasn't a black belt holder. But by faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. They cut them, but they escaped. How? By faith in God. What others, what others, what breaks others down end up lifting you up? The enemy sees you coming. So you, he throws it at you. Everybody who comes, he throws it at them and they fall. You, he throws it at you and for some reason, it becomes a stepping stone and you keep going up. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30 or 30, 30, 31, he said, by faith, Rahab did not perish. Her prostitute, Rahab the prostitute, he didn't perish. His prostitute, her prostitution should have worked against her. Don't be deceived. It's not everybody's who's wrongdoing will work against them. And no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not endorsing wrong behavior. But what I'm saying is that none of us is perfect, right? And some of us have done some stupid things. And you are likely to do another stupid thing again. But somebody's stupid thing that will pull him down. Your stupid thing, because of your faith in God, for some reason, you won't suffer the faith what that others suffer. That's what I'm talking about. Faith in God. Say faith. Faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. Fear not, only believe. Sometimes storms will be coming, but have faith in God. Have faith in God. Your faith will see you through. Sometimes everything is down. Problems with your mother, problems with your father, problems with your health. But, but it's your faith in God. What everybody goes through and gets grounded, you go, you, you go through it and rather you end up on the other side flying. Somebody say faith. faith. Say pillars of destiny, love for God. Pillars of destiny, number two, what? Pillars of destiny, number three. Uh, is somebody learning anything at all? It's come back again, mentorship. Yeah, who is guiding you? <laughs> who is teaching you? Who is your advisor? Who is your counselor? I, I can tell how far you can go by asking, knowing who your counselor is. Oh, God talked to me himself. No, God is not a counselor. When somebody met Jesus himself in Acts chapter nine, from verse five, Saul of Tarsus said, master, what should I do? He said, no, go to Damascus, they will tell you. You don't want anyone to tell you, but he won't go to himself to tell you. He doesn't do that. An angel appeared to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He said, send to, send to Joppa and call for Peter. He'll come and tell you the ways of life. But angel, tell me. No, no, I'm not allowed. Human beings, counseling is in human beings. Bible says in Proverbs that in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Yeah. In the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Who is counseling you? 
Some of us have made very terrible mistakes in life because of who you listen to. Bible says that by good counsel, wage war. By good counsel. Don't go to war without counsel. You are fighting for your marriage, fighting for your career, and who is advising you? Why are you choosing that course? Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. You don't have a lot of counselors. That's why your life is not safe. But Bible says in the multitude, when you have a lot of counselors, there is safety. So I'm talking about security and destiny. Safety for your destiny. It has a lot to do with who is counseling you. Some of you, all your counselors are your, uh, your age mates. You are in trouble. You are in trouble if the people who counsel you are at your level. Your age mates. You don't have anyone to look up to. Who is a mentor? A mentor is not someone who is tormenting you. Because some of you, when you hear mentor, what actually counts is torment. You just flip the words around. <laughs> it, it's not someone who is tormenting you. It comes across like it makes life just, because your mentor is not comfortable with your presence. Your friends are comfortable with your success. Your mentor is never comfort, comfortable with your success. He's never satisfied with your success. He feels that you can do more. So when you are rejoicing, your friends are rejoicing. Hey, my friend, get up. There's more you can do. That's a mentor. And that is why sometimes if everything I do is not good enough, some of you keep telling your mom, everything I do is not good enough, everything I do is not good enough, everything I do is not good enough. Yes, because it's not good enough. True. You shouldn't be receiving well done. And I, for sometimes I'm tempted to use that phrase, keep it up, but I think it's wrong phrase. Well done, keep it up. Keep what up, do better. That's what mentors are meant to do. Mentors are meant to make you very uncomfortable about your current state. It's just a coach. He says, disciple. And in church, that's what church is about. You'll be discipled. You can't say, that's my boy. That's my girl. We are together. Nobody can say anything. No, we'll make you uncomfortable. Yes. You either run from church or you leave the boy. But you can't keep the two. <laughs> Mentorship. Who is mentoring you? Sometimes your parents can act as mentors. Especially as long as they have a working knowledge on matters of destiny. One of the blessings a person can have is a godly mentor. Who is mentoring you not just by his opinion or her opinion, but based on God's word, God's principle. How many of you know you need a mentor? That's the biggest thing I need in my life. Everybody needs a mentor. These are principles of destiny. And let me add that to, let me add this to end it. There are some people for whose sake some things can't happen to you because you are too close to them. <coughs> yeah? Never forget this. Never forget this. Some of you, there's no way you can end up in ICU. Because it will hit us. Somebody was sick and Paul said, he was, he was almost sick unto death. Philippians chapter 2, verse 25. He said to Epaphroditus, I want my brother, my fellow worker, fellow soldier. Can you imagine his description of Epaphroditus? He's my brother, my fellow worker, my fellow soldier. That means the work of God is like military. Yeah, it's work. 
his family. He said, but it's your messenger, one who ministers to your need. Look at the next verse. He said, since he was longing for you all, and I, I, I was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Epaphroditus was sick. Yes, he was sick. He wanted to come and save you guys, but he was sick. And Paul said, yes, he was sick. Look at the next verse, verse 27. He said, for indeed he was sick almost unto death. He almost died. He almost died. We almost lost Epaphroditus. But God had mercy on him. But it wasn't only about him. Because if it was only about him, maybe he might have died. God had not only him, but me also. But me also, lest I will be sorrowful. God said, I can't afford Apostle Paul to be sorry. For your Apostle Paul's sake, I have to keep this guy alive. Who is underwriting your security? Whose grace, whose covenant relationship with God is underwriting your protection? What is your covering? And look at the kind of mistakes that are loaded in your life. You better pray that it doesn't get, one of them doesn't get exposed. But just in case it gets exposed, who is covering you? Who is covering you? This one, it might not be physical, but there's a spiritual mood. Something is covering you that God will not allow you to go down. Mentorship means who is covering you. Who is covering you? Who is sponsoring your journey through life? Who is putting their credibility on the line for your sake? Who, who, you know, those that we have check guarantee card. When you write a check, you have to have a guarantee card that the bank says, okay, any check within the amount of 100 pounds or 1,000 pounds for this guy, it's like a credit card. The bank has backed it. He has paid for it ahead because they know they will get it from you back. So when you are buying it on credit, somebody is. It's like uh, uh, when you are going to hire, uh, rent a house or uh, yeah. guarantor. Yeah. A guarantor. He has to sign yeah. that I, I, I guarantee for this. That's what happens. Your mentor. Because you are undercover. He said, listen, I guarantee for this girl. I guarantee. Spiritually. Wow. Spiritually. You don't know what is working for you, but spiritually, <laughs> there are, there's always transactions going on. Somebody is guaranteeing for you. Somebody's grace is guaranteeing for you. Where people in your family don't make it, you get there, you are making it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carriage Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Carriage Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Carriage on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.